0: Hello, welcome back to the Student Pages podcast. Today I'm joined by Marie Avgieropoulos. How are you, Marie?
1: I'm doing great. Wow, you did like an amazing job at saying my last name. Like, usually it's been butchered my entire life. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm
0: sure that's not actually how you pronounce What's the proper Greek pronunciation?
1: Avgieropoulos, but Avgieropoulos works too. I'll, I'll take it as is the
0: nature of a podcast you know we, we can talk about whatever but I was going to start off with a little quiz so I'm okay. going to give you three minutes to, you're from Thunder Bay Ontario right
1: yeah I, have you ever been there my answer is my guess is probably no
0: I've never been to Thunder Bay no what, what do you like it is it a fun place
1: yeah I lived there until I was 20 years old it basically breeds like hunters fishermen outdoorsy people Tons of NHL hockey players have come out of Thunder Bay because it's so bloody cold in the winter. It gets to like minus 40. Um, but it was a great place to grow up, for sure. Um, I've, I've just played outside all the time. So a lot of my memories with my friends are just, you know, outdoor adventuring, which is totally fine by me because tons to do outdoors, which is definitely um, one of my passions. Did you do like
0: hunting and fishing growing up?
1: Oh, fishing was a major part of like family bonding and hanging out with friends and then into my... Um, You know, when I was allowed to go fishing on my own and operate a boat with my girlfriends, we would do 80s dress up fishing derbies. So we would wear the most ridiculous wigs and no boys were allowed. We would operate all our own fishing boats and all of us were in like 80s onesies or I don't know, one would look like Jane Fonda. It was ridiculous. And so all the other, like, you know, older male fishermen that were like floating by would look at us like we all had six heads. Maybe they loved it. Maybe they were confused. Maybe a bit of both. But lots of positive memories growing up.
0: That's so funny. That's what is that? What a girls' night is like in in Thunder Bay.
1: Yeah, it's a, a fishing
0: derby. Is that a, is that just you go fishing, or is
1: it? A well, up? there's like there's like a grand prize of like maybe it's a cash amount, or maybe it's a gift certificate for like an amazing fishing rod from like the local store. Or, it, it all really depends. Actually, Thunder Bay is on Lake Superior, which is um one of the great lakes in Canada, and it's the biggest one freshwater lake you can even catch salmon in there um tons of fun um that's where the edmund fitzgerald sank uh with like you know an over 50 foot wave back in the day so it's almost like an ocean the lake is so big but it's surrounded by a bunch of teeny tiny lakes too so you know when we were unattended young adults we stuck to the smaller lakes um <laughs> but uh going to lake superior is pretty cool it feels like being baptized
0: <laughs> well it sounds like you know lots about where you're from i'm gonna okay i'm gonna we're going to set a timer for okay. three minutes and we're going to see how many questions you can get right.
1: Okay.
0: I reckon you'll do fine. I reckon go. Okay. First question. Thunder Bay is composed of which two formerly separate cities?
1: Um, Port Arthur and um, Port William.
0: Fantastic. Well done. That's one right. Okay. Next question. What musical instrument was invented in Thunder Bay?
1: Oh my God, I have no idea. I'm a drummer, so I've been so busy doing that my whole life. Something was invented. Music was in Thunder Bay. I thought they were all just hockey players and you name it. I don't well, know. You tell me.
0: It was the first of its kind, but apparently the
1: synth. What? Yeah. That's so like refined for some place like Thunder Bay, you know, Northern Ontario. Thank you for teaching me something. Cool.
0: There you go. Okay, next question. Um, what is the city of Thunder Bay's? motto which is written on the logo
1: something about the lake yeah or something um everyone in my hometown's gonna hate me i hope they never hear this something about being superior what is it tell me
0: it's superior by nature
1: that's what it is okay i see i got the first word right does that count for like half a point
0: i'll give okay. you i'll give you half a point for
1: that thanks
0: that's I, I love that as a motto. I think I'm gonna start using that as my motto. Superior by nature. Everybody. Yeah, because it's on
1: Lake Superior, so it's like you know play on words. I should have known that. I haven't been home in a while.
0: <laughs> I just got that one. Yeah. Um. Okay. Next one. True or false? Um. Thunder Bay has one of the largest established communities of Finnish-speaking people outside of Finland. Is that true or false? Yes.
1: True. Correct. It is
0: true. So they got you got two and a half right out of four. Um, okay, next one. Uh, what is the largest theater in Thunder Bay? Uh
1: Cineplex Odeon? Or do you mean you mean like movie theater or like, um like uh,
0: theatrical. I mean like plays.
1: Either Magnus Theater, because that's where I did my internship or the auditorium.
0: It was Magnus Theater, well then you got it.
1: I did my um, internship there, yep.
0: What is okay, can you name and just name any sports team from Thunder Bay, like it's based in Thunder Bay?
1: The Pyatts are from Thunder Bay. They're professional hockey players. Um, The Thunder Bay Whiskey Jacks? They're, that's like a, a baseball team. A local oh, one.
0: I'll take your word for it. I didn't even have that one on my list. Okay. okay. You're going to get through all of them, I reckon, if, I, if we carry on through. Um, Actually, last question, last question. A part of Mars is named after Thunder Bay, true or false? Part
1: of Mars? Yeah. Like the planet? No, it's,
0: yeah, the planet. A part of Mars, the planet, is named after Thunder Bay, true or false?
1: I mean, the fact that you came up with that question, I, you know more than me. I'm assuming, so I'm gonna say true, and that's just a wild ass guess.
0: So you got true just as the timer went off. Um, I, unfortunately, it's false. <laughs>
1: okay, I'm like cool.
0: no, there's a part. There's a part of um Mars that's named after Winnipeg, but but not uh, Thunder Bay.
1: Ah, uh, Winnipeg's four hours. That's another half point for me. Come on.
0: <laughs> but um, yeah. So you got. I think you got. You got the one about the two cities. Got one half, and you didn't get the one about the synth. Like I thought,
1: synths were only playing played in like Shakespearean times.
0: Who knew? Synths. synths are like the like like they're used in electronic music.
1: Oh, I'm thinking of like or like a harp or something. Got it. Okay, right. Yeah, I'm a rock and roll drummer. That's where my brain stays with like you know drums, bass, guitar, electric guitar.
0: <laughs> oh, well, I I I play the drums as well. Oh yeah. How long have you been playing the drums for?
1: Um, since I was 15.
0: Nice. You ever do yep. like jazz or just you just play rock?
1: Just rock and roll.
0: What's your favorite band?
1: It's hard to pick one. Um I'm going to say I mean Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac are like my jam. Gord Downie is an amazing Canadian iconic singer. He passed away from cancer um not long ago, but his his music is incredible if you've never checked it out. There's one album called Your Favorites. And it's basically all my favorite ones, but there's so many albums. Go check that out. Um, I love CCR. Oh my God, the list goes on the stones, ACDC.
0: There's been a question I've been asking my friends recently, and people, opinions are divided. Who do you think's better,
1: right? The Beatles or,
0: or David Bowie?
1: That's so funny. You mentioned David Bowie because I just watched the movie The Labyrinth the other day. Remember that movie? And David Bowie played, played the bad guy?
0: I haven't so they, seen it. But no.
1: What? Okay, so. Oh my god. It's an old, old movie about this girl who has to babysit her little brother. And she's tired of it. And she says I wish the Goblin King would just take you away. And David Bowie plays the Goblin King. Suddenly the baby disappears and David Bowie appears. And she's gotta find her way through this labyrinth and meet all these crazy characters to get to the castle to get her baby brother back. And of course David Bowie has all these like music video parts in the movie. In these like crazy outfits and you know his packed jock crotch in his pants and his mullet hairdo and <laughs> it's it's an iconic movie that i saw when i was a kid it's old but it's good
0: i'm gonna look it up. watch it what role does david Bowie play in that film what, like, what he plays he the
1: goblin king who captures oh, the kid he's the lead bad guy yeah
0: oh yeah this is like a crazy film i'll definitely watch this
1: yeah and there's amazing people attached to it too
0: is it a kid's film?
1: Yeah, I watched it with a couple kids the other day and they got terrified. Um, but it was. It is. <laughs> yeah. It was just made a long time ago. So, you know, the graphics are a bit different than they are now. So Sometimes oh, it's, it's a bit frightening to wee ones, but it's good.
0: It's got Jennifer Connelly in it. From
1: um... Yeah, and I think, who directed it? Is it Jim Davis? What is his name again?
0: Jim Henson.
1: Jim Henson, that's right. Henson. Sorry, my mind is in 10 different places. Um, yes, highly recommend. It's in, like an iconic one. Oh, and Jim Henson
0: did the oh, did Sesame Street and the Muppets. Oh, that's crazy.
1: Yes, yes. So there's like these crazy characters that are, because of course this is the, like before the times of CG and all these amazing graphics that we have nowadays. So it's, the puppetry is insane of these little characters that pop up inside the labyrinth along her way to either help her or make her very confused and send her in the wrong direction um i love that movie
0: i forgot that um david burry did had some acting roles because he was in zoolander as well and a couple oh of yeah
1: them, that's right i was yeah i was going to ask you
0: um you you got into acting quite late because you started mm-hmm. about 21. so is that because you were kind of all into outdoorsy stuff before that and you never really thought about acting or did you, you were kind of into it as a kid but you never really thought you could do it professionally or
1: after I graduated um, high school, I took television broadcast journalism in Thunder Bay, Ontario. And I thought I wanted to do kind of what you're doing now for a living. And um, I did an internship at a, a news um, cast station in Thunder Bay. And I remember I had a really, really positive experience there. It was a rock and roll station, so I was really into that. But um, my role was to um, tell local and regional, national and worldwide news. And I remember I had a really positive story once about um, something that would really help, you know, young children in hospitals and stuff like that. And I remember asking my boss if I can air it, and I remember my boss telling me no because only bad news is good news and newsworthy. And I'm like, great. So I quit. And she's like, well, so many women fought for your fought for this position, and you got it. I'm like, great. Then you won't have any trouble finding a replacement. So that was it for me. Um, I realized I couldn't. I didn't want to spend the rest of my career um, being the um, bearer of bad news, um, even though I think it's incredibly important, um, but it just wasn't for me. My heart called me to do something more creative, and at this point, I was playing drums too already. And I did some internships or whatever at Megan's Theater, like we discussed before, and I finally found my calling. I I went to Vancouver. I started playing drums. An agent um, scouted me and asked me, you know, he's like, you're probably really green. Have you ever done this before? And I said no. And, you know, he signed me, and I started auditioning for things, and the rest is kind of history. I moved to Los Angeles eventually and slept out of my car for a while, and... Auditioned for the role of uh, Octavia Blake in The Hundred, and they sent me right back to Canada, and there I was playing Octavia Blake um, up until March during the worldwide lockdown, and we filmed a hundred episodes of The Hundred. It was uh, pretty remarkable. I made some pretty crazy decisions, but I'm glad I was a ballsy kid.
0: Yeah, wow, I, I, that's so crazy. I never would have guessed that you were sleeping in your car in L.A. whilst you were like looking for work. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, with a mastiff dog, it was uh, not very roomy. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy and then
0: so how so how do you feel like you've changed between being that kid uh, in sleeping in their car with a mastiff dog and seven years down the line working on on the hundred
1: um how do i think i've changed well i've grown up a lot i'm 34 now um so i feel like i grew up a lot with the character on tv and i learned a lot about myself and um i'm thankful i was as brave and maybe careless as I was back then, because I don't think I would sleep in my car now, especially with how uncertain this world is. <laughs> um, so I'm thankful for the roof over my head and all the blessings that I've received, absolutely, and for my health. And even though I'm bored and feel like a housewife over here, I'm super thankful that I'm healthy and I can FaceTime the people I love. And, you know, I've learned how to garden pretty much freaking everything on the planet this year. Um, but that's all right. Watching tomatoes go from green to red are kind of exciting too, I guess.
0: <laughs> You've been gardening?
1: Yeah, I made, I planted my first vegetable garden this year. Um, some are working, some aren't. But most of them are, I think. Um, I make Greek salads 24-7 and spanakopita, which is my favorite Greek food. So it, I'm excited to be growing all the things for it now. And it skips me having to go to the grocery store with a stupid mask on. They're important. I totally yes. support the mask. Everyone should wear them. <laughs> but... You know, it's an adjustment. You're like, okay, right? Keys, wallet, phone, mask when you leave the house. Just it's all learning, right? But it's so important for everybody else and ourselves. Do you
0: ever make? Uh, do you ever make gyros?
1: I haven't made one from scratch yet. No.
0: Oh, of course, because you've got to make the bread and everything as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I'm a great cook, baker. Not so much. I put bread into the baking category.
0: I wanted to ask you some some hypothetical. I wanted to talk a little bit about the hundred. Okay. Um, so in the 100, obviously you're sent from the ARC, the space station, housing um, those who escaped from the nuclear apocalypse on Earth to this radioactive Earth that might be uninhabitable. Um, and my question was gonna be, if you, if you could design your own ARC, right, your own space station, what would it be like and who would be there with you? You're hiding out.
1: If I could design my own ARC, what would it have? Um, it would definitely have a giant movie theater. It would have a farm because you know, let's not all starve to death. That's no fun. Um, it would have a jam space. Cause I'm sure some of the people in the arc with me would know how to play the other instruments and we could start a band with a, with a dance floor in front of it. So then everybody else that doesn't know how to, that isn't musically inclined can just go shred a rug for a minute. Everybody would have linen sheets because they keep you cool at night. And, uh, uh, they keep you cool at night in the summer and warm in the winter. But maybe in space that wouldn't matter. I don't know. I've never been to real space before.
0: Only on TV, it doesn't
1: really count. And puppies. Everybody loves puppies. Does that cover it all? And a gym, yeah, maybe.
0: Sounds amazing. No, all of that. All of that stuff sounds great. Yeah. And so you'd have, you'd have a like a place where you can jam out, like a dance floor. There'd be puppies presumably floating around. <laughs> and then, and Flying then
1: puppies. Yeah
0: be very very comfortable love, that sounds like the ultimate quarantine kind of there you
1: go yep perfect i don't know how
0: you i don't know how you do that in space but that'd be amazing well you said this
1: was well. a hypothetical question so that was my hypothetical answer mm.
0: if you were one of the last 100 people on earth and you didn't have to worry about surviving or radiation that's all taken care of where would you go?
1: Chuck E. Cheese. Just kidding. That's not my real answer. Um, Santorini, Greece, for oh, really? sure. That's my happy place. Um, it's to me the most beautiful and romantic Greek island um, on the planet and the sunsets are just insanely breathtaking. And the people are wonderful and it's just a very zen place to be.
0: Is your is your Greek heritage like very important to you? Is there a kind of a community in Thunder Bay where that you hang out with? Or?
1: Yeah, my Greek heritage is totally important to me. When I was a kid, well, not a kid. I guess I don't know when I started acting. Whatever. To me, I was a kid then. Clueless. I remember my agent at the time, not my current agent, wanted me to change my last name because they said casting is having a hard time writing it down because it's twelve letters long. And I thought about it because my dad passed away when I was a kid, and I'm like, what would Dad say about this one? Probably not be stoked. And I'm proud of being Greek. So I'm like, no, I'm not changing it to something like Smith or whatever. No judgment to the Smiths out there. But my true last name is, you know, Aviropoulos. And um, I kept it. And I'm really glad I did. It's important to me. I
0: had, I had a question. I, I looked on your IMDb and I saw that you were in Fifty Fifty, And I remember seeing that film, but I can't. It was so long ago. I can't remember which. I, I can't remember seeing you in that film, but I love that film.
1: I'm at a dinner date with um, the with two main characters. It was one of the first jobs I got, really. Um, and Seth was super cool, because uh, he ended up taking me home after date night. And um, I remember we had scripts and sides on the day. Um, and he literally ripped them up and had us improv the scenes. And uh, it was just a really fun exercise for me, because typically, you know, writers like you to stick. To whatever is written, but Seth just wanted to have fun with it, and it was just such a fun experience for me. And uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Seth Rogen were just two wonderful guys to work with. I have nothing but wonderful things to say.
0: That's amazing. Is that this? Is that this? You were in this scene where um, he he sort of decides he's going to use like being ill to pick up some girls at a bar. Is that? Yeah. That one. Okay, I thought so. That's such a fun.
1: That was forever ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's that's
0: so interesting. I'm. Um, I think we're just about done. That's just about all this time. But thanks so much for, um, for talking to me. That was such a fun interview. Thanks for talking
1: to me.